Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing this morning? Well, I, I, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't do any good anyway, I just right, Bill? Won't do it. Uh, uh, it's but uh, good morning. I hope you're doing. <laughs> I hope you're doing great. I hope everybody out there is doing great. Um, these are busy times, you know. We're heading towards uh, even the middle of February, and it's it's like golly day, where does the time go? Um, and it just passes by, and we just it's like how do we make it to the next? Uh, not not even necessarily the next day, but the next step. You know what what's next? And I I just uh, I, I feel for folks um, in terms of all of the things that s- seem to be cast upon us in terms of we got to do this, we got to do that. And it's uh, oftentimes it's not something that we can put off and it's not something that we can uh, put on someone else to do for us. And, and I just think about uh, the things that uh, – in the last several weeks that uh, I've been uh, not just involved in, but had to do. You know, last, uh, after, after Hurricane uh, Michael, uh, we had flooding down at our, we ha- I'm fortunate enough to have a respite house uh, down on the Outer Banks, but unfortunately we had flooding from, and not from Hurricane Florence, but from Hurricane Michael which seems really weird because Michael actually uh, was a hurricane that, that went west of Raleigh, not east of Raleigh, but it pushed uh, the already uh, soaked uh, waterways uh, even further. And then the winds blew uh, from the west in a uh, extreme manner, and it pushed a lot of water into the Outer Banks. A lot of folks don't realize that that the middle section of the Outer Banks got whacked uh, by Hurricane Michael. So anyway, when it comes to cleanup, that's something that I tend to try to do myself. And uh, frankly, we were still in the middle of it. uh, And on our way um, down uh, to the Outer Banks, uh, looking for a weekend of work, if you will, uh, when I got a call about my brother, and of course, as you know, he passed away January the 11th, uh, which was a Friday, and uh, we were already to Tarboro. Uh, and so we turned around, and uh, on our uh, return trip to the hospital, we learned that, that Steve had actually died. But that uh, then that threw me into a, an, another curve because uh, the next day I was uh, down in Kannapolis um, uh, making arrangements for his funeral. And so all of that had to be done. And there's a lot to that uh, when it hadn't already been done for you. Uh, and, of course, before I even got to do that, I had to take all of the arrangements at the hospital um, where Steve died. And... Um, and, and so the, uh, <laughs> uh, then it was just a matter of, of getting all of those kind of things done and trying to contact uh, folks. 
And, um, you know, if you don't have a Christmas list uh, of, of ready-made contacts, contacting friends can can be a challenge. And so I would uh, – I would uh, some of my wisdom of the day would be to – uh, make a list of contacts of your friends. Use it for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever uh, a list. But the truth is uh, we all need a list, whether we send out Christmas cards or not. Because <laughs> there are times, particularly weddings and funerals, uh, where we need to be able to contact people. Um, so that that's at least a, one little thought. And you know, that's something I need to do for myself. But as since uh, I'm a cobbler and the cobbler's children don't wear shoes, uh, which is sort of where I'm at, uh, I've got to find the time to um, really create uh, a better list for myself than, than what I have uh, right now. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting how those challenges uh, work. But then... Uh, the week after the funeral, I found myself um, having to uh, clean out Steve's apartment. You know, he lived at Independence Village, and that was a wonderful situation for him. He loved living there, and they just treated him extraordinarily well. I can't say enough about uh, Independence Village um, in terms of the relationship uh, there and and uh, what they provided uh, for Steve. But, you know, uh, had to give my notice and <laughs> get everything out. And that was something I pretty much had to do on my own, uh, which was challenging. Uh, and it, every night after work, you know, I do have a busy law practice. And so every night after work, I was over there trying to clean up and clean out. Um, and then uh, just to add on to that, just so people do know that I've, I've been real busy this this. Uh, my son, George Alexander, uh, who's now a, an advisor with Edward Jones, and I'm very proud of George. Well, he purchased a new home in Raleigh uh, just recently, and uh, so now he gets to struggle paying for a mortgage, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Uh, and now with a mortgage, he's got to be on a pretty tight budget, and that's good for him too. Uh, but uh, he, when he bought his new house, he moved out of a condominium that was in a trust that I managed for and for my brother. And so I have to get that condominium ready to sell. And guess what? He had left a whole bunch of stuff in the condo when he moved. So this past weekend, he helped me move the things out of that uh, condominium. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of physical labor on my part. <laughs> Uh, and and then uh, to add on to that, just in the last uh, several weeks as well, uh, I've um, I'm putting together a retreat for elder law attorneys in Black Mountain in April, and so I have to get all of those that together with the sponsors and and to get all of my facilitators for the for that conference to go, and and I happen to be on my uh, committee to. Um, for the 50th high school reunion this year uh, for T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria, Virginia. So, you know, when you reach your 50th high school reunion year, uh, it doesn't take a figure, doesn't take a mathematician long to figure out how old 
I am. <laughs> but just trying to find everybody is is a real challenge. We had about almost 450 uh, kids in my class. It was a large high school. And, you know, at this point, um, we might have found 20%, maybe 25% of our classmates. Um, and But there's a ton of them we're still looking for. So if anybody knows a Titan, you know, from T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria, Virginia, who graduated in 1969, please have them get in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, so, and I'm st- and trying to practice law, and and then, uh, uh, you know, to make matters worse, I, I go home last night, and you know what my wife told me? What's that? I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> She's overwhelmed. So, you know, life can be really busy, and uh, really sometimes uh, everything that's pushed on us it, it is overwhelming, and it's like, okay, when do we get time for ourselves? We know we need respite time, but we also need another piece of time, which is just as important, and that is we can't just go day to day and just keep doing what we always do and not ever take time to organize and plan. Um, I mean, there's no business in the world that would be successful over more than a few days if they didn't stop and look at what they're doing and plan for the next generation of what needs to be done. Um, Those organizations that just keep on doing what they've always done, they're out of business now. You know, that's um, it doesn't take long to look back at that sort of thing. Well, families are the same way in that we need to stop every now and again to say, what are we doing? And maybe we should adjust what we're doing and how we do it um, because oftentimes it's just whatever comes our way is what we end up doing. And so we're, in essence, pushed to just maybe it's the status quo. I don't know. But we all fall into that uh, situation. And, and what we, each one of us, and there's nobody out there who's not in this situation. We all have this same issue. It doesn't matter whether we're rich, poor, old, young, whatever. We're, we're all in this same boat when it comes to the fact that we just live and we don't stop enough to assess where we are. You know, we, we talk about the first of the year being those that assessment time, but the fact of the matter is that isn't enough. You know, it may be a time that we stop for a, a short while and think, okay, Let's think about what we can do better. But at the same time, we need to do it at least once a quarter. Now, that's every 90 days where we need to take some time, maybe only half a day, where we really consider what we're doing and how we can plan out better. Uh, And that's true for financial planning. It's true for legal planning. 
uh, family planning, uh, vacation planning, what, whatever it is, we need to stop and assess uh, and see what we can make, you know, how we can make changes and go from there. And, and it's the most difficult thing to do. You know, that's one reason as far as legal planning goes. You know what the average is for folks to actually redo their legal planning? Just to guess. Five years. Wrong. It's really almost 20 years. Wow. And so uh, – and for a young person, that's okay. But as we get older, those reassessments actually need to take – place uh, much, much more frequently. And it really depends on how complicated our situation is as to how frequently. For some folks, it's every two or three years. For others, it's every year. Uh, But there's not many of us that can go, once we get to my age, (laughs) where we can go as many as five years without reassessing our legal planning, uh, because things change on us. Laws change, our family's uh, situations change, our financial situation changes. There's so much that changes on us. That's one of the constants, taxes and change and death, <laughs> the three <laughs> things. That, those things are constant. So it's like how do we deal with that? And the only way to deal with it is really to stop, to assess, to organize, and do things for ourselves that sometimes we don't, just don't take the time to do. Yeah, it's it's hard, as you said, and it's easy to say that, you know, I don't have time for this. But, you know, as you've experienced, Bill, you, you have these small emergencies and, and somehow, some way with help, you, you get things done. You're able to accomplish that and, and keep your life rolling along. So that just kind of proves that it's it's possible. You just got to take the time and, uh, and bite the bullet and do it. But uh, we've got plenty more that we want to talk about today, and we're going to talk a little bit more about time and planning and why maybe you want to attend one of Bill's seminars. He's got one coming up this Wednesday, February 13th, and we're going to tell you all about it right after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking all about the need for planning and Bill, how difficult it is to find time. You've sort of outlined your uh, the, your life over the past couple months, and boy, it's it's been a whirlwind. It, it it has been, but you know, the fact of the matter is, my situation is not unusual. It's everybody's situation we we all now obviously what i'm doing is not what you're doing and what our friends who are listening are doing but we all have the same kind of pressures uh thrust upon us uh every day and it's so it's like okay how do we get it done but for those families um you know obviously we do have a seminar coming up uh you know next wednesday uh, our seminar is focused on uh, issues related to uh, long-term care and how to receive uh, the financial resources that are available to many families. Um, you know, we talk about Medicaid for middle-class families, uh, particularly when you need nursing care. And then there's some. There is also a program 
That's a home-based program called PACE. There's also a program for assisted living care called Special Assistance. Uh, there's also some other programs out there, and, and most folks are confused as to how Medicare works uh, and what's available through Medicare, which is not much, but there is a little bit that's very helpful to families. Uh, how long-term care insurance can fit in, although the program is not about long-term care insurance. This is an educational program to, to educate families on what's out there. And it's really helpful for anybody that is um, getting ready to retire or is already retired, and particularly for those families that are experiencing a crisis where their a family member, a loved one, is having serious long-term care issues, and it's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay for this? Or are we going to lose everything in order to make sure our loved one gets the care that they need? There's so many issues involved. It's complex. And our seminar tries to straighten a lot of that out for families, or at least to give folks a direction on where they can get help and how they can get help and what's out there for them. And so um, it's, it's a really worthwhile period of time for folks to come and learn uh, what's there. And, of course, the, the other issue that's not told oftentimes is that there's no way – that people can learn this stuff on their on their own. There's there's no um, encyclopedia. There's no book. There's there's nothing out uh, in the public to help people actually understand how all these programs work, uh, how to be eligible for it, how to protect your assets while you're receiving uh, this. Um, uh, the, the benefits that are available to most families. And so we, we do hope that folks will sign up. It's educational. Now, we don't feed anybody. It's not one of these Ruth Chris steaks or anything like that. The only thing you're going to get fed is good factual information that will help you. Well, that's wonderful, and you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming the amount of information that um, is, is, that's needed to get this assistance. And Bill, uh, I think that uh, you know one of the biggest problems is there's so much misinformation out there in terms there of what's required to get assistance. But no um, question about it. And that's why these seminars, I think, are, are so important. And again, you're having this February 13th. It's free to register. You can do that online at wgalaw.com. That's wgalaw.com, or you can call Bill's office nine one nine two five six seven thousand nine one nine. Two five six seven thousand, and there's uh, three sessions available for folks on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. That's right, ten o'clock, two o'clock, and six thirty. And so, it, people can come to eat, any one of those three sessions, and we hope they do. And it and it's not at my law office. I've had folks in the past that have come to my law office by mistake. Uh, the seminar is actually at Independence Village of Old Raleigh which is up Edwards Mill Road from Crabtree Valley Mall. It's near Rex Hospital, about two blocks from Rex Hospital. So it's behind a little shopping center uh, at Edwards Mill Road and Dura Lee Road. Uh, so it's uh, nicely located. 
uh, and uh, they have a wonderful facility where they've graciously uh, allowed us to do our seminars for the last number of years. That's wonderful. And again, WGALaw.com is the website if you want to register for free, or you can call the office, 919-256-7000. All right, Bill, where are we heading to next? <laughs> well, uh, there are a, a lot of places we could go. I, I thought... You know, there have been some rule changes as it relates to a veteran's long-term care benefits. And there is, a, there is a benefit. It's still available, even though they changed the rules to make it more difficult, unfortunately. I, sometimes I just chew nails when it relates to the Veterans Administration in terms of what they do uh, to um, not help veterans get the help they need. Um, but uh, but the bottom line is that uh, and you know I've got to stop saying that you know I actually listened to uh, this show last week <laughs> I caught myself saying that so many times I was embarrassed and so I apologize to all the folks out there I'm going to try to bite my tongue when I when I actually say those words so <laughs> <laughs> it's your catchphrase Bill if, if if you have a buzzer where you can just <laughs> you know buzz me out when when I try to say that I know folks out there are laughing because they know exactly what I'm talking about if they've listened to the show more than once I'm going to have to stop that <laughs> All right where was I um uh well Okay. Um, now, for, for veterans who served in the military on active duty, now that, that does not mean somebody who is in the Guard or Reserve, because that's not active duty. Uh, it, uh, and most of the time, even their two-week training is not considered active duty. That's active duty for training. Um, and and so those folks who served in the military on active duty during a war period, those veterans and their families have a long-term care reimbursement program that they can access. Now, there are rules, there are income caps, and there are, that's very complicated, and there's an asset test. But there are an awful lot of veterans who, as long as they serve during a period of war, there is a potential benefit for the veteran. There is a potential benefit for the veteran's spouse if the spouse is sick. And there's also a benefit for the veteran's widow or widower um, under those circumstances as well. So now, but and, – and this is one of the things because people have have heard me talk about um, in uh, beware of annuity salesmen because uh, there have been an awful lot of folks who have pushed annuities on veterans trying to say you need this annuity in order to qualify for this VA program and uh, actually in October uh, Congress uh, basically made uh, annuities something that would um, deny benefits for this particular program. And so now if you go out and buy an, an annuity, uh, instead of helping you uh, receive benefits, it will disqualify you. So you have to be <laughs> extremely uh, careful as it relates uh, uh, to that. Now, 
truthfully, I, I sus- because annuities do have their place, even though people really need to be careful. They're sold to a lot of folks that should not buy them. That That's my biggest concern when it relates uh, to annuities for folks, because they're always complicated contracts. There's no such thing as a simple annuity. Um, and so... Um, uh, the the veterans uh, need to be doubly careful as it relates uh, to annuity contracts, it, particularly if this is a benefit that can be uh, helpful to them, which in our experience, it can be very helpful. Uh, and we help a lot of veterans uh, receive these, these benefits because it can uh, – well – the bottom, uh, it, it can um, be a, about $2,200 a month uh, in benefits, which isn't enough to pay the bills, but it's enough sometimes to get people the care they need or at least to reduce or stop the bleeding of assets that uh, happens when folks experience long-term care issues. Um, so I- anyway, that, that's the thing that I really wanted to talk to to folks about. Now, there's some other things relating uh, to annuities um, that, uh, and th- there are folks that will s- say to retirees that if you want a guaranteed income, one way to do it is with a fixed annuity. And that's true, but typically you have to put an awful lot of cash into that contract to get um, in, uh, uh, any significant amount of income out of it. Now, obviously, it depends a whole lot on how old you are and what your life expectancy is. Um, but, uh, yes, it can be done, and it can be done effectively. But the biggest concern that I have it relating to the purchase of annuities is whether or not uh, a family has enough liquidity to pay for any care that they might need. Um, and, And so what I'm really saying is for those families that have very few assets, very few, um, and let's say that you have fifty or a hundred thousand dollars in savings when you retire, and there, unfortunately, there are a lot of folks that have no savings at all. But let's say that you've saved, and you have a hundred thousand dollars. Should you buy an annuity? In my opinion, the answer is absolutely not, because the annuity will tie up your money. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, uh, buy take fifty thousand of it and buy an annuity. Well, the problem is, is then that means you only have fifty thousand dollars left for all of the emergencies that can happen during the rest of your life, and uh, and the annuity is not going to give you enough income stream to pay for even getting the car fixed if it blows up, or getting a, a new vehicle, or or without having to go into debt for it. Uh, or if you have to get the HVAC fixed, or if you have to get a new roof on your house, or whatever, you know, there's, or, or you have a situation uh, where you have a big medical expense to pay for, or there's just upteen things that happens um, that you need to be prepared for, and you have to have a good nest egg of liquidity. And of course, long term care expenses 
can just blow your mind when when you realize that the cost of that care can be four, five, six, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars a month. How long can you do that? Well, most families can't do it for very long, and that's that's why we do our seminars, and it's also why. Uh, we try to help folks um, with benefits that they can, most of the time, they can get. Yeah, life can come at you very fast. And again, we mentioned this earlier, but if you missed it, if you want to register for Bill's free seminar this February 13th, that's Wednesday, you can do so online at WGALaw.com or you can call the office 919-256-7000, 2567000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with you. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. I'm here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking all about uh, time and uh, planning and financial issues. Bill, we've touched on Mm -hmm. a lot of topics. We've, of course, mentioned uh, you've got some seminars coming up this Wednesday, February 13th. WGALaw.com is the place that you want to go to to register there. And, uh, you know, Bill, we, we were talking about financial issues earlier and being prepared and understanding, you know, what's at stake when you retire? Well, well, you know, financial planning and legal planning truthfully go together. It, it's um, they need to be thought about together. They interrelate in so many places. It's really important for folks to understand that they that they're that you can't do one without the other. Uh, asset protection is the same way. I mean, asset protection has to do with legal planning, but it also has to do with how your finances are planned as well. How, you know where your assets are and. And um, uh, how you know what you have, what protective wrappers you have to uh, take care of that. But uh, but you know, uh, as uh, you know, so many folks struggle just to make ends meet e- each month, um, and it's getting more difficult for young people to live the lifestyle that their parents lived. You know. Fortunately for for me and my generation, uh, the great majority of us lived better than our parents did, uh, and the economy allowed us to do that. But I think that we're now seeing the first generation of folks who are struggling, and they're not keeping up with where their parents are, and it, and it's really frustrating <laughs> to them. And, and oftentimes I see this, the gen, that generation n- not doing good planning. They're spending all their money. They're not saving. They're, they're trying to live that great lifestyle, and they really can't afford to live that lifestyle. So oftentimes people are, are using charge cards and not paying it off. And, and, you know, they want to go on a nice vacation, but they don't have any savings, so they borrow the money to do it. Which, uh, I mean, I can appreciate what they want to do, but at the same time, uh, where does that take them for the future? Because there will come a time when they, they can't work anymore. Uh, sometimes it's forced upon them by 
retirement uh, in terms that they have to retire or they're fired or whatever. Uh, or sometimes they're disabled and can't work because of those. But there are lots of things that intervene. It's life. That's just the way it is. Um, and in fact, I, I shouldn't put it this way, but one of the things that really sort of got next to me when I uh, put the spreadsheet out on trying to find my classmates uh, from T.C. Williams for my 50th high school reunion was how many uh, on that list that we could identify who actually have died. You know, it's like, thank the Lord I'm still here, you know, and still in good health. <laughs> and so it's um, – pretty amazing when when you see uh, those those numbers it just sort of blows my mind but okay so we're going to get to retirement what are we going to live on and so what kind of guaranteed income do we have well right now that that's social security for just about everybody not everybody uh, gets it but uh, but the bottom line is anybody who's worked uh, or is married to someone who has worked is going to ha- be entitled to Social Security. And for some folks, that's all of their fixed income that they know they, they're going to have. And for, for a lot of folks, that's a very limited amount of income. Now, then there's another group of folks uh, who have earned pensions over their lifetime. And uh, so who are those folks? Well, for the most part, they're government employees of one source or another. You know, it might be military um, retirees. It might be a policeman or firemen or um, it won't be volunteer firemen, unfortunately, but, uh, but uh, professional firefighters and EMS and uh, school teachers and uh, other uh, government workers, civil service uh, folks, railroad retirement, uh, uh, civil service retirement folks, uh, they will have a pension. And, you know, the truth is those pensions are monthly incomes for the rest of their lives, and they can make elections to, to support their spouse or not upon their death. That's a really important election for folks to look at. And um, those pensions are actually worth, if they had to take savings, you know, for most folks who have a pension, those pensions are are worth a half million to a million dollars or more in what it would take to purchase an annuity that would give them a lifetime of income. And so uh, those pensions are are really nice to have when you retire. Makes a huge difference. uh, so now, but the and it used to be that folks who worked in big companies got pensions too, but that's uh, almost unheard of today. So it really means that all those folks are uh, relying on retirement accounts, um, hopefully. And some folks don't have those either. So it's you know it's what else is there now, and then there are there is that. Uh, annuities that can be purchased by folks to to give themselves a guaranteed income, and that works for some, and it doesn't work at all for others. So it's all individual as it relates to what works and what doesn't work. But it's important for folks to understand, and it's also one of the reasons, and there are financial advisors that disagree with me, 
But I think it's really important as part of your savings plans to purchase a home and to have it paid off by the time you retire. And one of the advantages of that, even though I'm not fond of reverse mortgages because I think they're very expensive, but for some folks, and again, here it depends. Isn't that a great legal answer? It depends. But okay, let's say that you have um, Social Security and that's all you've got and you have a very limited nest egg. Well, and so let's say you only have thirty or forty thousand dollars in your emergency nest egg. You, uh, I mean, if you own your home, at, at least you have one option of being able to uh, have money come in every month through a reverse mortgage, and you know that has helped. I mean, there are times when that actually is a pretty good answer for folks. Uh, not always. It's just. <laughs> another way to do it. The reason I like it is not for the reverse mortgage. The reason I like a mortgage to be paid off is because it reduces your expenses in retirement. You know, if you're not having to pay rent uh, and all you have to worry about are the taxes and the insurance and upkeep, then your expenses are far, far lower each year in terms of your retirement funds than uh, those folks who have to pay rent or have to pay a mortgage. So anyway, I'm a big believer in having your mortgage paid off by the time you retired. I think that's really important for folks. Yeah, and it I mean, all relates into the to into how much income are you going to have? It certainly does. And you know, having that uh, benefit while on a fixed income, it, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. And Bill, you have a scenario that you want to. Well, I do because I, I have this question asked put to me frequently, and he, here it is: I'm ready to retire, and let's say that I'm 62 or 63 years old, or maybe I've been forced to retire. And so, and I don't have a pension, but I do have a nice retirement nest egg, okay? In other words, a retirement account that I've saved uh, over my years of working, and and now it's in uh, an IRA or a 401k. And it's, the question is, do I take Social Security now? Uh, Now, here's the thing. If you and you don't have any other income, you don't have of a pension, so it's like, okay, how am I gonna go to the grocery store unless? I, so here's the issue: Do I take money out of my retirement account, or do I go ahead and elect Social Security? Now, again, this is an individual decision, but if you run the numbers, it all depends on two things. Will I starve if I don't take Social Security? And what's my life expectancy? Because when you take Social Security is uh, basically should be 
based on what is your expected life expectancy, and that's different for each of us, even though there's a table that tells us what the average is, but none of us are average, okay? So here's the thing. What I tell folks is this. Unless you're starving, and of course, if you have a retirement account to draw from, you're not going to be starving, all right? So that should be one answer for you. Unless you're starving or you're sick, and it's highly likely that you will not make it to uh, a life expectancy age, then you should not take Social Security early. Uh, You should always wait until your full retirement age. So for people now, that's either 66 or 67 or somewhere in between the two. And uh, it's real easy. Then, if you do the numbers, you if, uh, if you take before your full retirement age, there's a huge penalty that you will take, and you'll never get out from under that penalty the rest of your life. And for each year you delay, you get a guaranteed eight percent increase in what you will receive, plus all your cost of in uh, all cost of living increases will be increased by that much as well. So full retirement age, or the last day would be when you turn 70. And for most folks uh, who are in good health, waiting till 70, even if you're drawing from your retirement account in order to pay your bills, is your best bet, because there's no financial advisor in the world who can guarantee you 8% a year. And for those folks who do wait, and they live to life even Uh, beyond a certain date, and for most folks it's around 80 years old, if you live past that, most of those folks are going to make an extra $100,000 or more in benefits uh, by delaying their Social Security elections. And so uh, it really should not be a question of should I take Social Security early? It should be how long can I delay until I start taking drawing Social Security benefits? Yeah, it's a different kind of question. And analyzing those numbers and your life situation is key to determining the answer to that. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. I want to remind you that now is your chance to register for Bill's free seminars. He's got three coming up on February 13th. We do this the second Wednesday of every month. And Bill, this is a, a chance, as we discussed earlier, for folks to uh, really get ahead with their planning and to learn all about uh, dealing with long-term care and assistance that may be available to them. And this is this is really one of the only ways to do it for free. Well, not only that, it's just I, I can teach folks all about these programs, and it's so important for anyone who is retirement age or older because the problem is long-term care strikes most of us. And if you're married, the percentage – is about 80% uh, that one of the two of the couple will have a long, serious long-term care situation. And so it covers – it hits every family. 
Uh, it may not if it's not your immediate family, it's someone close to you. And knowing how this works is so important. And planning to come to the seminar can be extremely helpful, and it can save families hundreds of thousands of dollars if they do it timely. Yeah. If you're interested and want to register, you can do that online at wgalaw.com, wgalaw.com, or you can call Bill's office, 919-256-7000, We're out of time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll do it again next Saturday at 11. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful weekend. 